the EU reverses its carbon tax. Orion's boosters arrive at the Cape, and Embraer celebrates a decade of e-jet deliveries. This is Aero News for Monday, March 10th, 2014. I'm Glenn Moyer. The European Union has reversed its efforts to impose a carbon charge on American air carriers operating flights in and out of Europe through 2017. The EU's ETS is a proposed emissions trading program that would levy a tax on U.S. airline carriers' flights into and out of EU countries. It's related to European countries' interest in reaching their own internal goals for carbon emissions. The EU program would apply a carbon tax system to all flights originating or landing in Europe, taxing even those emissions that occur over the United States, international waters, and elsewhere outside of Europe. Remarkably, these taxes would not be set aside for a specific purpose, like the environment, and could be used as part of the general fund of any European Union government for virtually any purpose. The EU announced late last year that it would delay applying the EU emissions trading scheme to the aviation industry for one year to allow time for an international agreement to be made. This week, the EU extended that delay through at least 2017. Congress has opposed the plan and passed laws to protect the American consumer and American airlines from the proposed tax. Reuters reports that the delay decision is preliminary and still requires the approval of the European Parliament. The Orion spacecraft has moved another step closer toward its first test flight as the core and starboard boosters from the United Launch Alliance Delta IV heavy rocket contracted by Lockheed Martin for that flight have arrived at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. The rocket will undergo testing and processing at ULA's Horizontal Integration Facility to prepare for Orion's Exploration Flight Test 1 later this year. Technicians offloaded the boosters from a specifically designed ship called the Delta Mariner, which had traveled eight days from Florida to the ULA facility in Decatur, Alabama, where the rocket is manufactured. During Orion's test flight, The uncrewed spacecraft will launch on the Delta IV Heavy and will travel 3,600 miles beyond low Earth orbit. That same day, Orion will return to Earth at a speed of approximately 20,000 miles per hour for a splashdown in the Pacific Ocean. EFT-1 will provide engineers with critical data about Orion's heat shields, flight systems, and capabilities to validate designs of the spacecraft before it begins carrying humans to new destinations in deep space. This month, Embraer Commercial Aviation celebrates another historic milestone in its eJets program, the 10-year anniversary of the first aircraft deliveries. On March 8, 2004, Lot Polish Airlines and U.S. Airways each received an E-170. U.S. Airways was the launch customer of the eJet in the USA. Lot was the first airline to operate a commercial eJet flight when the aircraft flew between Warsaw and Vienna on March 17, 2004. Embraer is the only manufacturer to have developed a family of four modern airplanes specifically for the 70- to 130-seat capacity segment. Since the formal launch of the program in 1999, Embraer e-jets have redefined the traditional concept of regional aircraft by operating in other business applications. Today, e-jets are flying with mainline carriers, low-cost and regional airlines, and with scheduled tour companies. In September 2013, 
Embraer delivered its 1,000th E-Jet. The E-175 was delivered to Republic Airlines, a subsidiary of Republic Airways Holdings, Inc. of the USA. An exclusive group of flight training school owners from multiple states along the East Coast and Mid-Atlantic region met recently as Diamond Flight Center Development Council members to plan their further growth and market expansion. The group focused on their unique growth strategies, flight center best practices, and utilization of innovative Diamond programs, such as Diamond Share and Lease and Learn. The group also explored modern training tools to offer their students, exchanged information about business operations, and recognized outstanding achievements in flight center development among their group. Augusta Westland has signed an agreement for its first Canadian Supply Center to be strategically located in Toronto and operated by Chartwright Executive Helicopters. The Supply Center will allow for materials to be moved closer to the customer and serve the expanding Canadian fleet of aircraft. Boeing and the Bermuda Department of Airport Operations have agreed to study the modernization of airspace and air traffic management in Bermuda. Engineers from Boeing Digital Aviation, a business unit of commercial aviation services, will work with the DAO to identify the steps required to develop a fully optimized air traffic management system for Bermuda, including an increase in the country's ability to handle arriving and departing traffic. When AeroNews continues, blogging the EAA's Zenith 750. Early departure, late arrival, that'll be $100, please. And don't call me Shirley. Redbird Flight Simulations is dedicated to revolutionizing flight training by designing, manufacturing, and delivering affordable and innovative flight training technologies. Each Redbird device is designed to enhance the training experience for pilots of all levels, from student to ATP. Redbird is quickly becoming the industry standard for flight training. Since Redbird introduced its revolutionary FMX in 2007, colleges, universities, and flight training operations around the world have integrated Redbird products into their curriculum. It's time to discover what Redbird can do for you. Join the migration. ADS-B will be mandatory for most aircraft by 2020 in the United States. But you can benefit from ADS-B today with the Bendix King KT-74 Mode S Transponder. The KT-74 meets the global mandates for ADS-B out when attached to a suitable WASP GPS and is plug-and-play slide-in replacement for the Bendix King KT-76AC and KT-78A transponders. Aero News continues now for Monday, March 10th. I'm Glenn Moyer. A group of EAA employees building a Zenith 750 are making good progress with the project and have reached the point that it's time to choose the paint scheme for the airplane, among other things. Just to bring you up to speed, the plane is being built by several members of the EAA in Oshkosh, according to the project's blog, written by Chad Jensen, Senior Aviation Technical Specialist for Home Builds at EAA, and project lead on the 750. The Zenith 750 kit was donated by the Zenith Aircraft Company in Mexico, Missouri. Last week, Jensen posted several photos of the airplane showing its progress, as well as the planned paint scheme that will pay homage to Paul Paparezny by using the same colors and look as his prototype Acrosport. Jensen updates the blog weekly, by the way. You can follow the airplane's progress at zenith750project.com.
The long-standing Bahamas Bill of Rights for Private Pilots is no longer valid. The island nation has begun charging a new fee should a private airplane arrive or depart before 0900 or after 1700 local time, according to information forwarded to ANN by Caribbean Flying Adventures. Previously, there were no fees charged for such services from Customs and Immigration if the pilot declared that he or she does not receive any remuneration and the flight is for recreational purposes. But our source reports that this exemption was declared null and void by a new regulation issued July 1st of last year. Arrive or depart before 9 a.m. or after 5 p.m. and you'll be charged $100, $50 each for immigration and customs at most ports of entry. The new regulation, however, clearly states that these fees apply only to immigration officers, quote, outside a place of normal attendance, end quote, However, Jim Parker of Caribbean Flying Adventures said he spoke Thursday with the Bahamas' acting director of immigration, who refused to acknowledge the language in the regulation and insisted that all flights would be charged no matter whether they use an FBO facility or a fully staffed airport. Parker said his response was, quote, just arrive after or depart before 5 p.m., end quote. Many of us spend time in Wisconsin during the summer, but the state's tourism agency, Travel Wisconsin, would like even more people to know about what the state has to offer, at least in the summertime. The agency, therefore, has spoofed one of the iconic spoof movies of all time, Airplane, in a series of new commercials. Robert Hayes and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar reprise their roles as the hapless pilots in these spots, but this time they're flying at about ultralight altitude, over the state of Wisconsin, singing the praises of what the state has to offer tourists in the summertime. And while the word Oshkosh is never mentioned, the state's connection to aviation is surely implied, if subtly, in the piece. The spot was directed by Wisconsin natives David and Jerry Zucker, along with Jim Abrams, who were the directors of the original 1980 cult classic film. I'm Glenn Moyer, and don't call me Shirley. Thanks for listening. You're now cleared for departure.